any product, service, or experience company, supply chain is the lifeblood of that company moving goods through the supply chain to get to the end consumer. We've seen this major shift from what was historically seen more as a cost center or cost-focused part of an organization, and actually pretty undefined in terms of what supply chain actually was in the past. Well, now we've started to see, and, and I think the, the trade wars have really started to shape supply chains into much more of a strategy for companies, much more of a competitive advantage. So it's really shifted from cost to strategy and competitive advantage. And really what COVID-19 has done is it has really started to expedite that journey now towards is absolutely essential. If you look at the companies which had to keep their doors open to keep product moving through the supply chain. It was the supply chain companies. And that's what we're seeing right now is, is absolutely essential. So I'll reiterate it time and time again that I believe supply chain is one of the most important domains of the next 20 years. Welcome to the Data Binge Podcast a library of discussions with technologists and business leaders focusing on the human relationship with technology. Three, two, one, deploy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's discussion. Wishing all of you listening the best of health in this moment in your journey. And I'm sending you my energy today in this discussion as we quickly begin moving in through the spring of 2021. I'm very excited to share today's episode with all of you because the content of the episode touches so many different people, so many different products, organizations, all encompassing our daily lives, our daily journeys. It's no doubt that many of you remember just last year, a little bit after this time today, actually, how incredibly difficult it was to buy everything, everyday things like Yes, toilet paper, chicken, other food items, but also devices, electronics, and access to many other globally provided goods that we simply take for granted as they seem to continuously be just a click and a credit card away. I remember getting into the podcast, really accelerating the podcast journey for me last year, and it was just impossible to get things like lenses, cables, different devices that would kind of help augment the daily life, the daily work from home life. All of that was really just stopped or extended multiple months. It was just a crazy time. Just last March 23rd of 2020, toilet paper was out of stock at 70% of U.S. grocery stores, reflecting a 734% increase. I think all of you can remember this from same day sales a year prior, March 12th, 2019. Procter & Gamble's chief product supply officer, Julio Nemeth, voiced some perspective at the time, and I got this from a CNBC article, we are prepared for thousands of different events, from cybersecurity attacks to earthquakes to fire, but we were not prepared for all of those happening at the same time, which is what the pandemic brought to us, end quote. Just this last week, keeping in mind the time of this intro recording is on Tuesday, March 30th, 2021, we heard about the Ever Given, a massive container ship that got wedged into the Suez Canal. 
For those that don't know what the Suez Canal is, it is an artificial sea level waterway in Egypt connecting the Mediterranean Sea to the Red Sea through the Isthmus of Suez, dividing Africa and Asia. Thank you, Wikipedia, for that. Almost 12% of global trade flows through the canal on almost 50 daily ships that flow through it, containing approximately 20,000 containers. Each container can hold about one car as they are eight feet wide by eight feet tall by 20 feet long. So just imagine the global calamity from a cargo shipping blockage of this size over six days and the impact this one event will have on how we get our products and supplies across the foreseeable future weeks, months, if not years, I'm sure, with some product. Now, what do toilet paper shortages and stuck cargo ships have in common? They are all part of our very quickly evolving global supply chain. Networks empowered by information and resource flow that span across continents and countries for the purpose of sourcing and supplying goods and services. And now for today's episode. Today's episode is a Simply Tech live interview recorded October 29th of 2020, pulled out of the vault to serve to you at this very relevant time in this supply chain journey that we're witnessing firsthand. Produced by my co-host Ali Mazahari and featuring special guest Ross Valentine and guest co-host Greg Vigil. Ross Valentine is the director of product services at Aero Electronics and has spent the last 20 years studying the global supply chain from a perspective across different industry verticals and organizations. Greg Vigil is the industry solutions director for the Microsoft US manufacturing organization and is no stranger to making guest appearances in this podcast. He's been on several already. This is going to be a really fun lesson for those looking to better understand how the supply chain has been evolving over the past 20 years the different roles that technology and talent play in the supply chain ecosystem, and the trends and business models that are declining or emerging as the world moves faster, better, and becomes just a little smaller each day. If you enjoy conversations around supply chain operations and global manufacturing scenarios and perspectives, please feel free to navigate to episodes of this podcast, 17, 19, 24, and 26, where we carved out a very special space for Industry 4.0 and everything that impacts manufacturing, supply chain, et cetera, covering topics ranging from AI and manufacturing all the way to IoT, making dumb things smart and smart things smarter. Thank you for listening. And now we bring you Ross Valentine and Greg Vigil. All right, looks like we are live. Hey everyone, thank you for joining this episode of Simply Tech Live. Today's episode is gonna be very fascinating. Had a little bit of a rough start. We got wildfires, we got Wi-Fi outages, we got different time zones, but it's gonna, we're gonna have some fun today. And this is your first time tuning in. Simply Tech Live is a collection of discussions with practitioners and business leaders on the evolving landscape of technology. And today we're gonna to be diving in a little deeply into technologies having to do with the supply chain and the evolution of the supply chain. So introducing our guest co-host for the day, Greg Vigil, Industry Solutions Director here at Microsoft Manufacturing. Greg, what do we got lined up for today? Thanks, Derek. I think we have a great conversation. 
We've got Ross Valentine, someone I've worked with for the past few years at Aero Electronics. He's spent 20 years in supply chain, so he's got some really unique and interesting perspectives. I love sitting down with him because he feels like the cool kid now, for sure, because supply chain's on the news every day now. And six months ago, you probably wouldn't have heard supply chain necessarily. And this morning when I was working out in the early morning news, they're talking about shortages again and empty shelves. And so we're hearing about supply chain every day. So I think it'll be a fascinating conversation because Ross definitely has a rich history in supply chain and has some unique perspectives. So we're looking forward to the conversation. So again, happy to have Ross on with us today. Yeah. Hi, Greg. Thanks for the introduction. Great to be here. Yeah. So Ross, again, we've worked together. I work at Microsoft, obviously, in our manufacturing space. Supply chain is one of the top three conversations we're having with manufacturers today because you certainly had the shutdown in China that started the disruptions early on in the year in January that caused a lot of chaos. You've had trade tensions, trade wars that have also impacted over the last 18 months. But you've got a rich history. Maybe take us through some of that 20 years that you've spent in supply chain and how you've seen it evolve to where it is today. Yeah, sure, Greg. So, you know, I think your your commentary at the beginning, you know, seeing supply chain in the news almost every day, in fact, every day now, several times a day. You look at supply chain and it's really become one of the most important domains of the next 20 years when you consider you know, getting vaccines to the right people at the right time, when you consider the food supply chain, when you consider all the technology that we rely on every day, more and more now, 5G, cloud, all of the underlying infrastructure behind that, it takes supply chain to put that in place. So you look at you know, the last 20 years that I've been involved in supply chain here and disruption is normal. It's what's shaped supply chains as they are today. It will continue to shape them as we move forward. And in fact, it's shaping the profession of supply chain as we speak as well. So if I go back to the beginning of my career working in high tech, you know, 21-year-old IT specialist, recall very distinctly standing at the coffee machine talking with my colleagues and you know the technology company I was working with at the time you had televisions scattered around the cafeteria area and that was 2001 we were watching real time the 9-11 terrorist attacks and again extremely emotional at that time just watching these events play in front of us and you know we knew there was obviously an immediate impact not just in the US but globally I was in a factory in Scotland at the time and it really was one of the first things that really started to shape the future of supply chain from my vantage point it really changed security not just from a personal standpoint as you were moving through airports but cargo moving from country to country. So really, we started to move towards this supply chain security as a priority, and it really shaped that as we moved forward. If we look at some of the other events that really took place beyond that, 2008, the Great Recession, significant economic impact we saw across every industry vertical, and it really started to shape how we looked at supply and demand 
material shortages and excess and just all turmoil that can happen when there's all sorts of economic activity going on. Then we saw really in 2011 significant impacts with flooding in Thailand. That was really causing an impact to the hard disk drive market at that point. About 60 to 70% of the hard disk drives came from that flooded region of Thailand. So this really started to move us towards risk mitigation and understand where there were potential point of failures in the supply chain. Then you're really more recently seeing in 2018, the trade wars, as you mentioned earlier, with between the US and China really started to take a, a turn towards what supply chains should look like in the future when we look at mitigating tariff implications, when we look at countries that we source materials from that can cause a significant impact through to the end consumer. And then, of course, what we're living and breathing right now, the the COVID-19 crisis from 2019 to present day, really starting to shape how we're going to manage supply chains as we move forward. So now we hear resilience is really what companies need in their supply chain, the ability to react and respond to both planned and unplanned events. So it's been an interesting evolution over the past 20 years. I think as we move to the next 20 years, we're going to see continued disruption, but we're really going to start to see the supply chain and supply chain profession evolve as we move forward. So I guess keying in on that or taking it forward, so it's certainly changed, right? When I have conversation with supply chain leaders, including inside Microsoft and our manufacturing customers, I've seen something interesting kind of as a theme, especially with COVID and, and the trade wars of the last few months, whereas supply chain tended to be that back office organization that you know was a cost to the business and was always kind of how do we make it less expensive and reduce cost in supply chain, which is certainly a key activity. But I've heard more and more, and maybe you can comment on this, working at Aero Electronics, one of the largest electronics distributors in the world, massive, massive supply chain. How do you see that shifting, right? So some of the companies I've talked to is supply chain really has moved from a cost of doing business to a strategic advantage, right? And a core pillar of the business. So maybe you can talk to our audience about that and kind of how you view that and how you see that evolving from what it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely is evolving. It is evolving as we speak right now. So for any product, service or experience company, supply chain is the lifeblood of that company moving goods through the supply chain to get to the end consumer. We've seen this major shift from what was historically seen more as a cost center or cost focused part of an organization and actually pretty undefined in terms of what supply chain actually was in the past. Well, now we've started to see, and and I think the the trade wars have really started to shape supply chains into much more of a strategy for companies, much more of a competitive advantage. So it's really shifted from cost to strategy and competitive advantage. And really what COVID-19 has done is it has really started to expedite that journey now towards is absolutely essential. If you look at the companies which had to keep their doors open to keep product moving through the supply chain, it was the supply chain companies. And 
that's what we're seeing right now is is absolutely essential. So I'll reiterate it time and time again that I believe supply chain is one of the most important domains of the next 20 years. It is absolutely critical that we move from historic supply chains, which were prone to disruption and breakages, that can't go on as we move into the next 20 years here. We need to build resilience. We need to be looking at new things. We need to be looking at at flexibility, sustainability. Um, It plays such an important role, not just to the planet, but also to to how we live and, and operate in the future as well. So it is absolutely essential that supply chains continue to evolve and we really start to look beyond the supply chain and really look at the overall supply web. Another question kind of along the lines of how it's transforming. So when you think about the customer supplier relationship, in the past, it was kind of like, here's a PO, send me my stuff, make sure it's here on time, or you know, maybe I'll find you or, or something. How do you see that evolving as they become much more critical to doing business? between the customer and supplier relationship? Yeah, so so I think the ecosystem, the consumer and business ecosystem is going to change significantly over the next 20 years. And if you look at the core competence of the supply chain function, it is establishing relationships between suppliers and, and customers and all the different trading partners in between So as a core competence, supply chain will be right in the middle of reshaping what the ecosystem is going to be looking like. I think also people don't really understand all the different pieces of supply chain. There's a lot of things that supply chain does behind the scenes to get product out to the consumer, but it's much, much bigger than that. So if we look at supply chain basically as getting products to the right place at the right time. Well, that's really just part of the story right there. So if you look at the Apollo missions from the moon landings going back to 1969, so the 20th of July, certainly long before my time, but I've seen the documentaries, I've seen the movies, and whether you've seen it in real time or through those documentaries, well, it was an extremely inspirational achievement. You got man on the moon. He was put at the right place at the right time, one slight miscalculation, and it was disastrous at that point. But what a momentous occasion right there, putting Neil Armstrong first put put onto the moon, put the US flag in there as well, an incredible achievement for not just the US, but for the world. Well, we've got to remember that this happened about 11pm in the evening time. So, People celebrated, we were extremely emotional, there was tears, incredible human achievement. We probably turned off our televisions at that point and went to bed, not realizing that the bigger part of the problem was not getting man on the moon, it was how do we get man back to planet Earth? So there was this entire reverse logistics process that no one thought of. We celebrated them getting there and, and the team getting there, but there was an incredible effort with NASA and all the different agencies to make sure there was a reverse logistics process and they get back safely. Well, think about supply chain exactly the same way. Part of the problem is just getting the product out to the consumer. But what happens when it gets there, if it fails, how does it go back to the supplier or the manufacturer? 
And even more importantly, what happens if the part has sensitive data, if there's a hard disk drive, how does it get wiped accordingly, make sure that it gets disposed of properly? And then there's environmental and sustainability factors to think about there as well. So, so yeah, so, I mean, really kind of looping back to your question, it was a back office function. It serves a much broader purpose, both on the forward logistics and also the reverse logistics process. And it really, really is going to help us move towards a better world as we move forward. We got a couple of comments in. Daniel Hall, he just says, hey, guys, from Maryland, another Daniel Thank you for putting this together. And Ross, thank you for sharing your insights with us. When you think about, and me just not being from a supply chain background, so when I talk to you and I talk to Greg, Greg being the industry solutions leader in our manufacturing vertical, we go to Greg and his team for everything, you know, intelligent supply chain and all these different discussions. It's very easy to think about technology. It's very easy to think about things like ERP and SAP and all, you know, the cloud and all the SaaS applications and dis- disparate data systems and sources. But there's not too many thoughts around people. Like what kind of context comes up when you think about people and, and technology as separate parts of the solution to the problem? Yeah. And that's a great question because I, I believe it, it all comes back to people. And I think when we look at the disruptions that I've talked about over the past 20 years, it's been people that that have really recovered from those as teams and they've leveraged data to make the right decisions. And of course, technology is the enabler behind that. So I think we've got to look at all of those things together. Um, But I think it's really important that we realize that technology is not here to replace people. Technology is here to improve people, to improve decision-making and to elevate us up to a much higher purpose or level of value that we can provide. So throughout all the supply chain disruptions, it's people coming together, using technology to get data to make the right decisions. But I think there's a more broader angle to talk about here as well. Supply chain people are probably the most passionate people that I've ever dealt with, especially in a manufacturing environment, especially if a factory line goes down, you will see the most passionate people come out there and make sure that production line gets up and running so it doesn't impact the customer. So I think passion is there with supply chain professionals. But I think for the most part, what's been missing is purpose. I think as we move forward, the supply chain professional has a much broader purpose than they've had in the past? What is the impact that they have on the world? You know, and if I look at you know, how we typically deal in supply chain, it's, it's all about metrics, operational metrics, meeting on-time deliveries or, or forecast accuracies, inventory turns. You know, these are the things that we've measured in the past. But I don't think a supply chain professional goes home at nighttime and celebrates that the on-time delivery was 98%. I don't think that's what they think of. I think what we need to really move them towards is there's a broader purpose. What was the part that they purchased from a supplier that's been vetted and it was high quality, which, by the way, was a tube which went into a ventilator, which happened to go into a hospital, which saved somebody's life during the COVID-19 crisis. I think they will go back at nighttime 
and know that they saved a life or at least they were part of the engine that saved that life. So to me, people are absolutely the most important ingredient as we move forward in supply chains. I think the metrics that we will see will probably move at some point from more operational to more purposeful or value-added metrics. And we covered sustainability. I think that's going to become much, much more important as we move forward. Measuring resilience is something that we're going to see as we move forward. And also things like, and going back to to the 9-11 example, security. As we move forward in the next 20 years, security plays a much, much broader role, especially as we see much more movement of companies moving to technologies and cloud and digital. Well, it does open up the potential for cyber cyber attacks. And that all plays into the supply chain as well as to making sure the supply chain is secure end to end. And again, technologies like blockchain will allow us to be able to track material through the process to make sure those types of security risks are eliminated. It's great. I li- that's one thing I've always enjoyed about our conversation, Russ, is you're super passionate about supply chain. You do figure out, you know, you find a way to attach the meaning to what you're doing to what it actually results in. I've always loved that. So in terms of kind of switching gears a little bit, so what impact do you see technology playing? So we've got, you know, the, the people listening, there's lots of terms out there, blockchain, ML, AI, digital twin, mixed reality, all these types of things. Where do you see those technologies playing a role and how do you see them helping create those transformational supply chain moments? Yeah, it's absolutely foundational. It's absolutely critical. And you've got to realize there's two things. And one is it's supply chain, which is going to enable those technologies, the future technologies, the infrastructure behind those technologies. So first of all, supply chain plays the role in getting that stuff in place in the world. Well, second of all, it is supply chain, which is going to be leveraging now those technologies as well. And as we see companies move more digitally, supply chain, I would say, in generally has been behind the game, depending on the industry vertical, especially more in the B2B world. And there's definitely some catch up there when we think about the digital supply chain. When we talk about digital supply chain, it's supply chain visibility and traceability And it is technologies like blockchain, which will help provide those abilities to trace product through the supply chain. Data is only going to grow. So if you look at historically, it's been transactional and operational data that we've leveraged in supply chain. Well, more and more, as the world becomes more disruptive, as we start to see more risks in the supply chain, well, unstructured data publicly available data is the type of information that we need to bring together and augment with the transactional data so we can make intelligent decisions. So if there is a port closure, for instance, in Hong Kong, then what is the action that needs to be taken there? That's typically not a piece of data that's going to be in your ERP environment, but it's certainly a piece of data that is critical to make the right decision. So I look at data, I look at the technologies like blockchain, like robotics, like automation, RPA. I look at at things like moving from traditional control towers, probably more towards digital twins as we move forward, and essentially having a 
supply chain advisor sitting on your shoulder advising you of, of the next decision. So um, technology is absolutely critical. However, there has to be some confidence also built up in things like the, the predictions or the artificial intelligence that helps the supply chain professional make decisions. They, they really need this virtual supply chain advisor to tell them when things are wrong and some of the best courses of actions to recover. So one last question here that we can wrap up with is, interestingly, you've talked about everything as a service. And I think certainly I thought that with cloud capabilities, right? You have a couple of people pop out of Apple, create Nest and completely challenge the thermostat market in a whole new way, right? So certainly I thought about cloud capabilities and outsource design, but maybe as you talk about supply chain and everything as a service and what that means to the transition. Yeah, so I think we're starting to see this being put in place right now. So you know, we're seeing, you know, obviously hardware as a service, the cloud, the cloud space right there. We're seeing, you know, really platforms, digital platforms being formed around you know design capabilities, being able to design a product. And I think we're getting to the point where, over the next couple of decades. You can subscribe to anything. You don't have to own certain products or invest in, in capital. It becomes much more of a subscription model, you know, whether that be you know, companies like Uber from a transportation standpoint or music services, streaming services. But in the business world, what we need to drive towards is the barriers to entry become much, much lower because through a credit card, I can now have a website up and running in one day and it's on the cloud and I have all the data I can put in there and I have all these different services, design services, manufacturing services, supply chain services, all of these things pulled together that I could have a a product idea and never ever have to touch that product because I'm subscribing to business as a service or everything as a service. And the barriers to entry because they're so low, the risk has likely went down at that point as well. So I think that's what we're moving towards. I think we're seeing the different portions of services being established more in this platform type environment and offering those services out as subscriptions. I think as we move forward, it's starting to pull all of that together into, like you said, anything as a service. You know, Ross, as we're beginning to wrap up, this is the first engagement where I actually had a conversation with you and Greg pinged me and said, we got to get Ross on. He can talk about this stuff and tell a great story. And truth be told, you can. I don't know if it's the Scottish accent or the stories about the NASA and Apollo and, and things of that nature, but I've personally learned so much from this journey. How can folks get a hold of you if they'd like to chat with you or learn more about the supply chain and, and why you're passionate about it? Yeah, sure. So I think you know the, the supply chain profession has to realize that they're essential as we move forward. So I did create my own personal website, supplyweb.org, and it's really to really provide supply chain professionals with purpose and really understand the bigger picture. Zooming out from supply chains and really looking at that overall supply web, only then does it become really, really interesting and exciting and you see the data behind that, you see the ecosystems, but then ultimately you see why you're in supply chain and ultimately the value that you deliver to the world. So you know, if anyone's trying to get in contact, then that's a great place to go. My email address is on there. 
Okay, so we'll go ahead and put supplyweb.org. We'll put that into the event space that folks can just go ahead and, and look at that. Ross, thank you so much for your time. Greg, really appreciate your time as well. And we're looking forward to the next episode of the, the Transformation in Industry Manufacturing Miniseries. Thank you. All right, guys. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today and having some fun with us on the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow me on LinkedIn or at DRUSS Network, D-R-U-S-S Network on Twitter or Instagram. And you can also reach out to me anytime via email at Derek at thedatabinge.com. The Data Binge podcast is a personal thought form where we share knowledge and ideas. Views and opinions expressed here do not reflect those of my employer, Microsoft. I really hope you enjoyed. Thanks a lot.